Welcome to the Absite Smackdown podcast. We'll talk clinical scenarios, Absite facts, and interesting general surgery knowledge. Now, let's get to it. Hey guys, it's me, Jess, your host of Absite Smackdown podcast. And with me as always, Dr. David Kashmir, and also my favorite, Dr. Rhonda Barsoom. Hey guys, how are you doing today? That's a great day. The weather's great. And uh, we have a busy week coming up this week uh, around school where I teach. So, you know, let's get to it. That's how things look on my end. The Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit the Smackdown at AbsiteSmackdown.com. Dr. Bersum, I heard that you had a very busy week this last week, too. Where, what were you doing? I did have a busy week. Um, well, we were doing a lot of general surgery. I'm on a rotation where we do a lot of robotic surgery, actually. So um, done a lot of robotic coles and um, hernia repairs in the last week. And then yesterday was particularly busy. We had just a very, very large abdominal wall hernia. We had to do a component separation. And it was, it was a very rewarding case, actually. I hope he does well. <laughs> that is awesome. So the upcoming week, again, is going to be busy, all for different reasons. Dr. K, why don't you talk a little bit? Because it is an important week for a lot of people and where you're at. So can we talk about that just a little bit? You know, uh, Jessica, and to all the listeners out there, a lot of you probably know uh, what it's like going through medical school and trying to prep for an eventual residency position. And this week is when uh, the match kind of goes through uh, for a lot of the different programs uh, and uh, specialties and uh, other large things we go into next after medical school. And so uh, this is kind of the culmination of the week for the students about what they've been through. And it just takes a lot of stuff, both for their faculty advisors and the students themselves. Uh, it's just a very unique process we have in uh, medicine to try to place people in different positions. So much goes into it, so much preparation, and uh, that's all coming kind of to uh, fruition this week. The Absite Smackdown podcast, bringing you the best of your Absite review. So Dr. Barsoom, I guess you, with your program, you were sitting in and helping interview applicants and working with that. Was Am I correct in understanding that? That is absolutely correct, Jessica. Yes, I uh, helped interview the candidates coming in for our program this year, as well as sat in on the rank meeting that allowed us to determine which applicants ranked in our you know, top, th- top third, bottom third, middle third, and um, which applicants we just thought were phenomenal enough that they were in our top five people. What is it that you think it takes now to be one of those top five people? It takes a lot because most of our applicants, and by the time we have um, weeded out enough applicants that we're in the interview process, all these applicants are just phenomenal. Their scores, their extracurriculars, their letters of recommendation, where they're coming from medical school. So it's very, very difficult. And it's just small minutia, really, during the interview day itself that helps determine which of those applicants rank in the top five versus top 10 versus, you know, the middle third of our, of our group. Um, things like their conversation skills and the way they approach difficult questions and the way um, we just, it's a vibe really. And it's not just them, us interviewing them, but also them interviewing us and showing their interest in our program as well, because every program has to fit the candidate as well. 
I think Dr. K that you've talked about it before, kind of being like a funnel starts out wide and then it gets really small from your perspective on your side of being what you do. What is your take on this? Uh, Well, I'll go through with my ex program director hat on first and the top of that funnel is super wide. Uh, We would get more than 300 applications uh, for uh, three, what are called categorical and three preliminary seats in our residency for our first year class. When we started the residency, we had to do it off cycle and uh, we had about really two or three weeks to fill a class. It was truly uh, an important but difficult task. Now, when you do go through the match, uh, like we did uh, eventually, um, you'll still get, you know, 300 some applications. It's really hard, like Rhonda said, to differentiate who will uh, be not just a great future surgical colleague, but who will fit well in the particular residency you have, uh, the kind of center it is, where in the country it is, the mix of personalities, all these things. And uh, one of the things we use are audit filters. The electronic residency application system allows us to create certain filters based on uh, whether the people that we're looking for went to a medical school in the continental U.S., for example, whether they had MD or DO training or whether it could be either. We could filter them by any particular facet of their application. And we would collaboratively in our residency create these uh, strainers or filters to kind of narrow this immense number of applications down to something manageable. Uh, Whether you had a a letter of um, recommendation from uh, the chair of your surgical program, all these things are filters that you can create uh, if memory serves and they can get really specific. uh, And that will uh, then hand you uh, often a significant list of applicants that you then have to uh, kind of continue on to suss out who fits over three days or more of interviews uh, scheduled uh, throughout the the typical surgical schedule for the department. So really just to answer your question more directly, what a big task, what a challenge it is. And like Rhonda said, you often have these really small items that uh, differentiate who fits and who doesn't. So with each program, how you're talking about it's a good fit. It might not necessarily be the final thing for each program. Like they might all have different little minutiae that make them fit right. So when you were doing it and you had that hat on, what was something that was your little, little extra that you wanted? Well, we had a unique program in that we were starting from no program. So when we, after we got through the filters, We look for things on the application that indicated this person had the temperament to start something new. Um, Many people in healthcare are excellent at being great students uh, and quite bright. And we really needed someone who'd shown to some degree they were a self-starter. They knew how messy it could be when you start something new and how things are imperfect. Who had the patience and temperament to build something and desire to kind of build something new. Uh, We really tried to select for that. We had a very unique situation and we needed some very unique people to uh, help build that. That's pretty awesome. Dr. Bursum, was there something that you guys were particularly looking for as you were sitting in on those that you had in your mind of what you think it takes now to get into certain programs or specifically your program? Yes. So as Dr. K said, our program is actually quite new as well. So we also had to balance the 
fantastic learners with those who have really good leadership abilities and leadership um, <clears throat> or the ability to lead well, because there's a lot of changes in a new program and you have to be able to adapt to these changes and as well as lead your junior residents, because we're not just interviewing a candidate for the first year spot, we're interviewing candidates to stay with us for five years. And at some point, these candidates will also have their junior residents. So you have to be able to kind of pick out those students who are fantastic learners and, and um, will pick up quickly and adjust to their surroundings. But at the same time, will have the capability of also teaching and passing down their what they have learned and how they have adjusted to their more junior residents. The Ampsite Smackdown podcast is going live. Reserve your seat for our upcoming live Ampsite review conference. Can't travel? On call? No problem. This online conference is recorded so you can catch up anytime. Reserve your spot by visiting us at AbsiteSmackdown.com and selecting latest news for more information. It seems like a lot of responsibility to me. <laughs> so is there anything either one of you want to say just like, as we're getting ready to wrap up that advice or just sites that you've seen that you would like to give to our listeners right now? Yeah, there are a couple of things I feel really strongly about as a previous program director. Surgery is kind of interesting because we have two pathways. We have a categorical and a preliminary pathway. Preliminary colleagues join us, but may or may not progress on to uh, the second year and then beyond. In fact, there, it can be very challenging for them because they show up and then almost immediately have to reapply and do all this paperwork, uh, and they need some extra support. So I encourage the listeners out there uh, for the prelims that they know, et cetera, uh, to be supportive and all the people who work at different programs to be supportive and take a minute to think about designing your program in a way that supports uh, the preliminary applicant. That's one thing I'll share. The next thing I'll share is that there's evidence uh, that the uh, match rate, the eventual match rate into a first or second choice for the people who go through, the colleagues who go through the preliminary pathway, is as high as one third of them. And I say as high as because a lot of the time people feel like if you take a, a preliminary position, rather, the preliminary positions often don't go on to uh, continue on in surgery, and they may not treat them as appropriately as you should for future colleagues. And also preliminary residents may get a bit down and say, well, I'm not sure that I'll be able to go on in this. And it can be really challenging. I want to share that the numbers aren't as bleak as I thought at first. They're up to about 30% or so in a different uh, research papers you can look up on PubMed that eventually go on to get that uh, position they, that they want, uh, which is really good. It's a very difficult road to hoe. But for those medical students listening this week, if they are not able to obtain a categorical position, uh, you know, I encourage first the programs to treat the prelims appropriately and even take extra care with them. But also the students, if they don't happen to match into a categorical position, that, that does not mean if they do choose to take a preliminary position and go that road, uh, that often uh, requires a lot of fortitude to do. And it does not mean that they are 100% ruled out uh, it's actually the numbers are a little better than I thought intuitively. I thought the eventual match rate was really low, five to 10 percent intuitively, but it's actually about 30 percent or so in some series. So um, just to say, if they do opt to go into it, uh, it's not uh, quite as bad as I thought, at least. And uh, they should be respected if they do uh, choose that pathway. 
That was very eloquent. Anything you want to add to that, Dr. Barsoom? He said it so well. I don't even know what to say. Good. He, uh, Dr. K always says it so well, but yes, I, our program is actually very good at, you know, fixing our schedules so that the preliminary residents get the most uh, face-to-face time with our core faculty early on so that the letters that they use to reapply come fall of their first year are actually a lot stronger. Um, So I feel like that's something my program has done very well over the last couple of years. We also, as now senior and chief residents, what we try to do is adjust our month-to-month schedule in order to accommodate interview dates for these residents, as well as understand that this week is also going going to be rough for them and that maybe not give them as much responsibility knowing that this week they'll be making a lot of decisions and finding out things. Um, It is very important for a program to have a lot of support of their preliminary residents because like Dr. K said, the match rate is actually quite quite high. As a matter of fact, most of our preliminary residents over the last few years have gone on to categorical surgery positions and have done very, very well. So I'm super proud of how my program has been dealing with this. the other thing is, you know, surgery is a difficult field and knowing that someone is very interested in surgery and showing that interest during their interview day, as well as their personal statement can go very, very far. Things like uh, interest letters and things like just proving or knowing how much you are interested in surgery and reapplying to surgery can mean a lot, I think, to the interviewer and the program itself when we're doing our rank list, um, sometimes even more than scores and letters. Get more AppSite content in your daily routine. Visit us on Instagram at daily.appsite.fact, on Facebook at AppSite Smackdown, or LinkedIn at AppSite Smackdown. And you can catch the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any place you listen to your favorites. Don't forget our YouTube channel, AppSite Smackdown. Well, I think that's uh, very well said. Um, I'll share that uh, the applicants I had who... uh, did their interview with me and said, there's absolutely nothing else I'm going to do. So you either uh, take me uh, for this program as we started up, or I'm going to continue looking and I'm not going to stop looking and I'll probably just be back. I only heard that a few times. Surprisingly, I thought I'd heard it. uh, I would hear it more, but it was very impactful. And even students sometimes who did not have the best scores, et cetera, uh, we kind of had a point system um, for kind of how we did things. And uh, that was big points. If you really said, look, this is absolutely it for me. That really shows clear interest along with, as Rhonda said, working in the department and these other things. So one important component for us was interest. And I was surprised I didn't hear it more, but to me anyway, it really meant something when someone said, this is absolutely what I'm called to do. I have zero doubt and uh, I'm, I'm going to be back. So uh, you might as well just take me now. Uh, because uh, this is going to happen. That meant a lot. The AppSite Smackdown podcast is based on the best-selling review book, AppSite Smackdown, the only AppSite review with an entire video review course included. Visit AppSiteSmackdown.com and pick it up today. You want to invest in the people that you know are going to give it everything and like try hard and want it because, you know, if someone's not sure like that with surgery being such a difficult program, you know, how are they going to get through? Yeah. And I would add, as we wrap up here, that uh, a a lot of people um, do want it. Uh, The numbers for surgery since the advent of the 80 hour work week uh, have been such that it is very sought after. 
Um, I will share that before the 80 hour work week, and actually it may have been my year or the year after I actually applied and, and became a categorical resident uh, in the absolute lowest number of applications that general surgery had seen for a long time. So I kind of got in that side door uh, just in time before it got to be, uh, you know, uh, a tougher applicant pool. And I'll share that in looking at the applicants who come through today uh, and then comparing that to kind of our pool, I think that the level of competition for general surgical positions is just staggering now. The quality that comes through, the people, uh, everything from their board scores on down uh, really has uh, kind of upped its game since uh, I crept in through the side door uh, years ago. So it's really been something to see, and it makes me uh, continue to be excited for the field in the future because the substrate that's coming in, man, it's just, they're really good. Yeah. I, I wish Dr. Colton Lee wasn't on vacation because he has a really interesting match story and how he came to where he is. So we'll have to get him to talk about that sometime because it is really, really great. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Does anyone else want to say anything or am I going to wrap it up? Well, you know, I get asked a lot, is it worth it? They're going through the whole process, going through residency and to anyone out there who wants to be a surgeon, it is absolutely worth it. I can't imagine doing anything else, anything more rewarding in my life. And while it's difficult, the, the trip is worth the, worth the, the results for sure. Especially after cases like yesterday, right? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> right. All right, guys, thank you so much for being on. And as always, don't forget hashtag AppSite Smackdown. Thanks for listening to the Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit us at absitesmackdown.com for more great Absite facts.